transformed for a glorious purpose. And we've talked about since the, the beginning of the book of 2 Timothy, how Paul says to Timothy, there is life to be found through faith in Jesus Christ. We can try and find life in all kinds of different things, but life, true life, is found in faith in Jesus Christ. And if you have been struggling this week, if you've been struggling with different things, look to Jesus because that's where your life comes from. And Paul says to Timothy to fan into flame the, the, the gift that God has given you. And he talks about the faith that he has, that he knows his mother and his grandmother, Eunice and Lois, they both had. And Paul says, fan into flame the gifts that God has given you, Timothy. And we've talked about serving and enduring for what matters most. We've talked about focusing on God's grace, on being pure, on being kind, on being ready, being aligned and not distracted and talked last week about breaking free to run, to live, and to communicate truth for the glory of God. And I, I really hope that through this series, there are things that you have picked up, there are things that you have understood, that you've been stirred by God's Word to, to be transformed. We have been transformed by, by faith in Jesus Christ. We are new creations in Him, but we want to go on being transformed. And I pray that we won't be the same after this series as what we were before the series. And if you've missed any part of the series, I want to encourage you to go back and, and listen to that message. I, I felt at the start of the year, God put on my heart that he's, I just felt God saying, Andrew, I want you to preach this whole series. And I'm like, God, that's silly. <laughs> There's too much happening this year. I can't do that. And for a time, I actually had another few things in place, but just felt God was saying, no, Andrew, I want you to preach this series. And we spent about eight weeks looking at the book of 2 Timothy and I really, really pray that you will just sense God's desire for you to be free from the pressures, the voices, the, the lies of this world, that you would live for His glory. So I just want to pray before we read the last part of the book of Timothy together this morning. Lord God, we just thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you for the privilege it is that we can have copies of the Bible, that we can read it, we can have different translations, we can have commentaries and so many things to help us understand your word, Lord. But God, I just pray that you would stir within us a deep, deep passion to, to read your word, to know your word, to study your word, to meditate upon your word. Because Lord Jesus, we just thank you that it is life to us, that Lord, we, we find life through faith in you. Lord Jesus, you are the Word made flesh, and Lord, we, we thank you for the things you've spoken to us through your Word over this last eight weeks. God, we thank you for transforming us through faith in you. But Lord, we just can pray that you will continue, as you have promised, to carry on to completion the good work you've begun in us. Lord, for the struggles, for the fears, for the, the wrong thinking in our mind that's still there, God, we just pray that through the rest of our lives, we would continue on, that we would press on towards the goal. And that we would run this race with purpose in every step. That we would finish the race and pour it out, Lord, all for your glory, we pray. Lord, I just pray that you would speak into our hearts, into our lives and situations today. As we look at your word and, and think about what your word means to us, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's open up to the last part of the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. We were reading up to verse 8 last week. And we're going to read from verse 9 this morning together. I can hear some flicks. I'll ask you to turn there. I'll give you a second to find it. 
Thank you, Lord. Timothy, please come as soon as you can. Demas has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has gone to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Bring Mark with you when you come, for he will be helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. Don't you love the names? <laughs> when you come, be sure to bring the coat I left with Carpus at Troas. Also bring my books, especially my papers. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. Be careful of him, for he fought against everything we said. The first time I was brought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onesiphorus, Erastus. Erastus. Who remembers Erastus? <laughs> Erastus stayed at Corinth and I left Trophimus sick at Miletus. Do your best to get here before winter. Eubulus sends you greetings and so do Pudens, Linus and Claudia and all the brothers and sisters. May the Lord be with your spirit and may his grace be with all of you. You know, Paul faced some really, really horrible situations. Paul faced suffering and persecution. He was whipped and beaten. He was shipwrecked and tortured. Paul went through most likely, or I hope, more persecution than any of us will have ever faced or will ever face. Paul endured through some horrific situations. And he says, you know what? And everyone abandoned me at times. We read in different places how Paul says, no one was there for me. Everyone left me. Everyone left me alone. But what does Paul say in verse 17? He says, but the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. You know what, you may, you may feel at times like you are totally, totally alone. You might feel like everyone has abandoned you, no one understands your situation, no one knows the pain that you're going through, but I want to tell you this morning that God knows and He will never leave you. God will never turn His back on you, He will not abandon you, and even when everyone else seems to fail you, and at times, let's be honest, that's how we feel. But God will not forget you. The Lord will stand with you and give you strength. He is your source. He is your strength. We have a church body and praise God we have brothers and sisters in Christ who love God's word and, and want to speak words of life. But there are going to be seasons when we feel like we're in a journey alone. Reach out to other people. Ask them to be involved. But know that God stands with you. God always turns up. God so loved the world that he gave his only son and Jesus came for us. Now, my point number one this morning is that showing up matters. God showed up for you. Jesus came so that you could be set free from the power of sin and death. God showed up 
in the form of a man. Jesus Christ came to earth, God, but fully man. And he endured all the things he endured, the, the mockings, the beatings, the whippings, the shame, the crucifixion. He showed up and he did it for the world that he loved. He did it for you because he loves you. And there is nothing that God will not do for us to be saved. Jesus has gone through all that needs to be done for us to be saved. He didn't stop even in the garden, as, as Kim mentioned, as, as he said, Father, please take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Jesus did not stop. He went through to the cross and he died a sinner's death upon a cross, even though he'd never sinned, so that we could be set free. And Paul says, yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. You know what, do, does that, do you think that means that Paul never had evil attacks face him? No way. Paul faced evil attacks. He had Demas who, who turned away and, and, and loved this world and he had uh, Alexander who, who um, spoke against him. There were evil attacks that came against Paul. But Paul says, the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. I think Paul's focus was not on God, do your work in me so that I can have a comfortable life. God, do your work in me so that I can be blessed in this life. But God, do your work in me and through me so that we might receive that heavenly kingdom. So I might enter into that heavenly kingdom and that, Lord, others too would know the hope you have for them and that they too might enter the heavenly kingdom. I want to ask you this morning as we talk about being transformed, is our focus on being rescued from every evil attack and being brought safely into his heavenly kingdom or is our, is our idea of being transformed about God transform my life so that I can, I can enjoy peace and comfort and, and pleasure a little bit more in this life? Is our focus in, on the heavenly kingdom that God has prepared in advance for us? Or is it in just this life and the things of this world? As he says, Demas was distracted by and ended up going after. Which is our focus, I want to ask this morning. I think it's interesting as we read passages like this, we always, we always read ourselves as the hero, don't we? It's like you read the story of David and Goliath. You, do you think yourself, about yourself being Goliath? Probably not. You read the story of David and Goliath and you go, yeah, I want to be David. And I want to be David too. But I wonder just how often we're the people that are back in the tents hiding and shaking in our boots. We want to be David, but we read that we, we, we're the hero in the story. And as we read about Paul and Timothy, I think sometimes we, we think we're Paul. We're the one that everyone's abandoned and no one's supporting. And like, come on, Timothy, get these guys to help me kind of thing. But I wonder maybe if we're Demas. Maybe we've been the one helping someone else and then we've got distracted by the things of this world, the things of this life, and we've gone off and done other things. Or maybe we're Troas, uh, sorry, Troas is a place. <laughs> maybe we're Titus. Or maybe we're Luke, one that can come and bring encouragement to someone else in their struggle, in their journey, in their, what they're going through. Or maybe we're Timothy. Maybe we're, maybe we're Alexander. I hope not. I hope we're not bringing great confusion and, and bringing um, great trouble every time someone tries to preach the name of Jesus. But let's not automatically think that we're the Paul in this story. Say, God, show me my heart. Have I turned away from the truth and gone after the things of this world? 
You may be in church this morning, but our hearts can be so easily led astray. It says, the human heart is deceitful above all things. Lord, let it not be my desires, but your desires in me. You know, there are so many people in this world today that are facing persecution just like Paul did when he was on this earth. There are so many people who, even today, if they, if they gather together today to worship God in, in homes, wherever it might be, they put their lives in danger. They put their families in danger by coming together to worship Jesus. And this morning and over the next three weeks, I want us to stop and actually think about our brothers and sisters in Christ that are like Paul going through horrific things even today. You know, there are still people dying for their faith every day around the world in 2020. We can get so comfortable in our little bubble of this life in in our world that we forget about the Pauls. We forget about those who have gone to places, who are living in places where it is horrific what they face day by day. And I want us just to stop for a moment and think about how can we be the Luke? How can we be the Timothy? How can we be the Titus to those who are suffering persecution just like Paul, Paul did? We're going to watch a little video and think about this morning what those people may be facing even today as we meet here today. Can we just dim the lights a bit, guys? And we'll put this video the on. light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not defeated it. In the Bible, Stephen, he preached the truth and that's why people stone him. And today, when we preach the truth, same thing, the world hates us. To me, the only important thing about living is Christ, and even death would be for my benefit. We have a lot to be thankful for. I remember driving with my nephew uh, through the, the villages of a small island nation, and we had come to this corner store. We went inside, we were just grabbing some snacks for the road, and he saw like this, this cheap plastic ball. And he asked if he could get it. It would have been about two, two Australian dollars. And so we got it, got back in the car and continued on our journey. And we were on our way to visit one of the families that attended the local church. And when we got there, we saw they had like six or seven children of their own. And they were all running around. We visited for a little while. And then we got back in the car to leave. My nephew turned to me. And he said, I want to give them my ball. My nephew was only five years old at the time. He, he took the ball, we opened the door, he got out, walked back about 50 meters down the road to, to where the house was. And all the kids gathered around in, in front of the, the stairs. And my nephew handed over this cheap plastic ball. And the kids went nuts. They loved it. And I just looked at them in their excitement at receiving something which had cost us so little. And it made me think that we have a lot to be thankful for. Here in Australia, we live in one of the safest nations in the world. You and I are able to go to church without fear of persecution, where, where we're scared that the authorities are going to meet us at the church door and refuse to entry into our church buildings or where we have to be concerned about the community coming in and threatening us 
just because they don't like our message. We don't have to be scared when we open up our Bibles in public places that someone's watching us. We're able to sing songs of praise in our homes without being scared that our own family members are going to report us for believing in Jesus. And more than that, we, we get the opportunity to be involved in the Great Commission of sharing our faith with others without fear that if someone ever hears us, we could go to jail. And the joy that we can have when someone gets born again isn't coupled with fear that that same person is going to be put into prison or worse for making that decision. The truth is, Christian persecution today is the worst it's ever been in history. More Christians have been killed for their faith in the last century than in all other centuries combined. We live in a time where the world does not want Christians to speak. They don't want them to have a voice. Recently, we put out a story of Naim, who was a young boy from Syria, who escaped with his family into a refugee camp. And when they got there, they were greeted by a bunch of Christians. One by one, Naim's family, who were Muslim, converted to Christianity. Naim was the one who was going to stay faithful to Islam. He refused to be swayed. Until one night, when he was sleeping, Jesus appeared to him in a dream. And then Naim had to believe. The problem was, his society didn't want to accept the person he had become. And so, when he told his friends, this 14-year-old kid was beat up for his faith. We have a lot to be thankful for. You can make a difference in the life of a persecuted believer today. make a difference. Uh, as I said on that video, that there's two things that so many people who are persecuted for their faith ask for, and it's not for the persecution to stop so often. It's that God would give them strength, and that people would pray for them, and that people would help them get the Word of God into people's hands. And this morning, I also want us to, can we stand together now? We're not, we're not finished yet, but we're going to stand for a moment. I just would like us to stand physically as we stand spiritually with our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are, who are being persecuted for their faith. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the hope we have in you. But Lord God, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. And Lord, even as I say that, I, I am aware, Lord God, of those even in this room who, who do face persecution from family members for their faith in you. God, we pray we, we, we stand with one another this morning. We stand with those ones around the world who, who are being persecuted for their faith. And God, we pray you would strengthen them, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that you would give them boldness, that you would give them courage. And also, Lord, you would give them great wisdom. God, we pray that you would uh, cause brothers and sisters in Christ around them to, to be an encouragement to them. Those that feel like they are all alone, God, that you would bring comfort and, and strength to them in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, that you would help organizations and people that are trying to help these people get copies of your word 
to, to be able to receive that word and to be encouraged and built up in your word as they read it, Lord. God, we just thank you for the privilege it is to be for your glory, God, and we pray that you would help us to live out that calling in the freedom that we have. And Lord, to make the most of the opportunities we have to pray for others, to speak the word to others, and even to go and to support those who are suffering and facing persecution, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And I just really want to encourage you over the coming days, the coming weeks, the years ahead, to continue to pray for those who suffer for the faith that we hold. And in the foyers on the way out, we have some little boxes there. We've had these, I think it was about five years ago, we had these little boxes and it has a little prayer guide on the inside there that has a daily prayer, um, prayer guide for you to, to, you might like to do it as a family or just on your own and it's a little money box you can fold up and over the next four weeks, we're going to continue to think about the persecuted church, to pray for them, to be reminded, to pray for them and to put in some change through the week. Maybe you want to put in some notes as well. Whatever you want to put in there, feel free. And we're going to bring them back and send them off that those people could be encouraged. Number one, by the fact that someone actually cares. And number two, that they could receive copies of God's Word and be supported and and encouraged and helped in that way. Does that sound good? If there's not enough boxes, let us know. There's more in the the storage cupboard, I think, there. So um, praise God. Now, Kim stole my thunder in this next bit, but just in case there's someone listening to the podcast and you haven't heard this already, um, I thank God that we are already able to support and encourage other churches and other people in other places around the world. And, you know, showing up matters, and, and praise God, we're able to partner with other churches and other people in other places through prayer, through support, and in even going to see them and helping them come here, that we can meet with them and and get to know each other and encourage each other, and through giving financially. And as Kim shared, that uh, Pastor Lawrence and Annie in the Philippines, um, this is the actual block of land where they've been meeting in Donsol, and uh, and there's the ministry that's happening. It's only a a small-ish block of land. It's about 100 square metres. And as Kim said, 32,000 pesos. It's way outside of what they can afford. But in Aussie dollars, it's only $900. And we've been able to send that money already for the, the one-half down payment. Um, actually, is that anyone else getting cold? Yeah, first world problems, but hey, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe we can turn the heater on. <laughs> um, we worry about heating, and they worry about what to eat. And praise God, we're able to give money to support them and and give to what they're doing. And I just wonder if maybe next week with our mission offering, we can cover the rest of that $450. If we can give the rest of that money, they're not expecting it, they're not asking for it, but I just wonder if we can give the the full amount just to help them finish paying for that land, that they don't have to worry about that and that they can use that money for the ministry that they're doing. I know Pastor Lawrence and Annie, I've been to their home, I've, I've sat there in what we would probably call just a grass hut. And we send money for them to help them survive. And I know they spend so much of that money on the ministry that they do. And we want, to, we want to, we have a privilege of partnering with them. And not just them, but other people in Papua New Guinea and, and other nations. Um, let's think of the, um, the leaks with um, African Action and the, and the work that's happening there. And so many places around them. We have a privilege, we have an opportunity 
to be like Timothy, to be like Luke and Titus and those ones who would encourage the Pauls in different nations. As we read through um, that last part of the book of Timothy, we read about Onesiphorus and, and all the other guys and girls and like people that talks about it. I just get such a beautiful picture of the church in action. Even though we read about Demas who, who sort of gets led astray and Alexander who causes suffering for them. You, you read about the others that are all, they're all meeting together, they're encouraging each other, they're in different places and he says, oh don't forget my coat because it's cold in here. Um, and, and bring my papers, bring, bring the scriptures, probably what, that's what it probably is. And uh, you just get such a beautiful picture of the fellowship which is the church. You know, we live in the book of Acts, chapter 2020. We, we, we are living out that same message. We are still part of that same church that these guys were a part of. And it's, it's such a privilege for us to be a part of his church. And that's why I make a priority days like yesterday, going to Melbourne and and and. and and serving our brothers and sisters in Christ, but meeting with them and encouraging them and hearing their stories so that they won't feel alone. And I want to encourage you to think about how can we be people that show up? Let's be people who show up for one another. Let's be people who show up for our community, that we do things in our community simply so that they will see the love of God through us, that they will hear the message about Jesus because of you. You are God's ambassador. You are his, his person in the place that you go to be his witness to the world around you. Let's be people who show up, not just physically, but, but prayerfully and say, God, use me today. Use me, show me, God, how to be your light, your witness in this place, in this workplace, in this school, in this city, wherever you lead me, Lord. Let's be people who show up for one another, for our community, and for the world around us. As I said at the start of my message, I, I thank God for you that I, in a sense, you've released me to be able to do the things that I can do with our state kids and youth ministries, and that the, the, the message can go out and be encouraged to go out because of you. And I just think what a privilege for us, but let's continue to press on with that. Let's not be just satisfied with what we're doing currently. Let's try and press on all the more as we see the day approaching. Let's be people who show up. Let's come to church and say, God, how can I be an encouragement to someone else today? God, give me eyes to see the person you want me to just be an encouragement to today. And you know what? When, someone, when you ask someone, oh, how was your week? And they say, you know what? Pretty terrible. You can show up in that moment by not going, oh dear, and running away. Sometimes it can be tempting, maybe. In that moment, say, wow, that sounds really hard. Can I pray for you? Just simply offer to pray. Let's be people who show up. Turn up to Life Group if you're a part of one. Maybe if you're not part of one, you want to join one, just simply so you can be an encouragement to someone else. Give someone a phone call, send someone a text. Let's be people who show up for one another, to build each other up in our faith so that we might be the people, the church that God desires for us to be. We've been talking about being transformed. Sorry, our, our mission is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been talking about being transformed for a glorious purpose. 
Let's be people who love God's Word. Let's be people who love one another. Let's be people who love the lost. But above all those things, let's be people who are transformed and love our God and Savior and King above all other things. He is our hope. He is the hope of the world. He is our God, our King, our Savior, and we are lost without Him. Let's ask God to continually transform us that we might become more and more in the image of Christ, that we might be more and more transformed and more like Him as every day passes by. Let's ask God to transform us that we might love His Word, that we might love Him more, that we might understand the fullness of who He is. And let's continue to press on every single day that God would be glorified through our lives and through this church. I'm going to ask the band to come, and I just want to pray as we close this message and this series on the book of 2 Timothy. And God, let us be changed. Can we stand as we close in prayer now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Lord God, I just thank you for the book of 2 Timothy, God. We thank you, Jesus, for this, this letter from Paul to Timothy that we can read, that we can understand the things that they were going through. God, the things that you teach us through your word, the things that we can see and understand about the importance of showing up and just being encouragement to one another. God, I just pray that we would be a people transformed day by day, that you would continue to carry on to completion the good work you have begun in us, Lord. God, help us not just to be hearers of the word, but to let the word transform us, that we would truly be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the hope of the world, that we would never shrink back from preaching, from living and communicating the power of the gospel. God, we pray that you would help us to rise up as your church and be for your glory for the rest of our lives, for the rest of eternity, God, until you come. Let you be glorified through us, we pray. And God, I just want to pray for anyone here this morning who... They're here and they're hearing about Jesus. They're hearing about you. They're hearing about what you've done and your love for them. Maybe they've given their life to you before or maybe they've never surrendered and said, God, I want to say thank you for your love for me. I want to acknowledge that I am a sinner and that Jesus, you came and you died for me and I want to say thank you. I want to give you my life. And if there's anyone here today and you know you've drifted, you've been like a Demas, you've drifted off from, from following God and you've lived for the things of this world. I want to pray for you right now and just in your heart say, God, that's me. And God, we just thank you that you are the one who is merciful and kind. God, I thank you that you are gracious and that you forgive us for anyone who comes to you. Anyone who acknowledges their sin and comes to you and asks for your forgiveness, Lord. Anyone who will turn from their sin and turn to you. They are forgiven in Jesus' name. Through faith in Jesus, we are made new. And God, I just pray for that person this morning, whoever it might be, God. God, I thank you that you hear our heart's prayer. And God, I just pray that you would, in this moment, Lord, just help us to surrender our lives to you, God. Help us to hand over the reins of our life and say, God, lead us. Help us run this life for your glory, God. 
Lord, we are sorry for our sin, but God, we thank you for transforming us, that we are new creations in Christ through faith. And God, grow us. Grow us and build us as disciples of Christ, that we might be people, disciples who make disciples, who live for your glory, who shine for your glory. More and more and more in this world that needs you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.